The eyes and the ears of the world are upon you. Hey, we have to salute uh, the uh, most candid uh, action of the week. Please, would you uh, get your machine started? I'll give you the cue. Hold it now. I'll just give you the cue. Uh, from Naples, Florida, a winter tourist, and it can be such a pain in the you-know-what, a winter tourist locked his keys inside his car on Naples' main street in Florida. No problem, said store owner Jerry Alexander. Go on down to the uh, service station down there. You know, it's down at the end of the block. Well, the service station came back with a wire, and after fidgeting around with the lock for 20 minutes, finally tripped the latch and opened the door. Uh, that'll be uh, $3, he told the tourist. Hey, you're out of your mind, typical New York tourist. Now you're out of your boy. I'm not paying anybody three bucks for that. The uh, serviceman pushed the lock button down again and slammed the door shut with the keys locked inside, and he just walked away. <laughs> oh, yeah, bring it from big, 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 that's big. Oh, the bear missed the train. Oh, the bear missed the train. Oh, the bear missed the train, and now he's walking. Yeah. Oh, the bear missed the train. Oh, the bear missed the train. Oh, the bear missed the train, and now he's walking. And now he's walking near. He's riding in a car. He's drinking a glass of beer. Yeah. The bear missed the train. Oh, the bear missed the train. Oh, the bear missed the train. And now he's walking. Trout at the International Sports Show. Talk to famous athletes. Learn fly casting from an expert. Bid on a deluxe travel trailer at our daily auction. See trained animals. Plan your 74 family vacation on wheels in the woods on the water at the International Sports Show. Visit every manufacturer of recreational vehicles in one hour. The largest display ever under one roof. The New York International Sports Camping Vacation and Travel Show. March 9th through the 17th at the New York Coliseum. It's bigger than all outdoors. Oh, yes, of course. That's very exciting. Special discount tickets, by the way, are available to WOR listeners by mailing in a card to, uh, here's the address, Sports Show, care of WOR, New York. You'll be sent as many discount tickets as you request. Uh, it's time to, uh, let's see, lay something on you good here about my old friend, Mr. Chin. <laughs> uh, well, let's see, what can I tell you? Uh, hey, do you know that, uh, that uh, I just discovered something, that oriental food 
is the most popular foreign food sold in America today. In other words, more people go for Oriental food, you know, Chinese or Japanese food, than any other uh, so-called foreign food. You know, it used to be Italian. Did you know that, Joe? It's now Oriental. And uh, I would like to point out, if you would like to experience some really great Oriental food here in New York, the House of Chan. They've been there for 35 years. They're open seven days a week, and they're right in the heart of the theater district at 52nd Street and 7th Avenues. By the way, they have a very good bar there. But uh, they have 22 cooks on, on duty all the time there, and the food is fresh and great, crisp and clean, and a fantastic menu. They must weigh five pounds just to carry. That's the House of Chan, seven days a week, right in the heart of the theater district, 52nd Street and 7th Avenue. You know, by the way, speaking of, uh, of uh, you know, every time I, I hear about somebody locking the keys in his car, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm going to tell you, I had an experience one time, uh, I, from that time on, you know, you, you, I, I think that some drivers should have their keys attached to their ears with chains, you know, like, like, uh, like little kids have their mittens hooked to them. Uh, have you ever seen mittens with the little thing that uh, hooks up <laughs> so the kid doesn't lose his mittens? Oh, man, did I have a time once. And for any of you who are squeamish and who are nervous people and uh, given the high tension, I would suggest you do not listen to the following story because any time, whenever I think of this, I start breaking out in a sweat. My nose starts itching. Well, I'll tell you. I'll just, just to lay it out. You know, when I, I, uh, my old man, he loved his car. In fact, I think, uh, many of us come from, uh, from backgrounds. Don't think for a minute Shepherd's hung on cars. No way. But the car is an integral part of our life. I tend to think that, uh, New York commuters are hung on the Long Island Expressway, or they're hung on the Long Island, uh, uh, railroad. Yeah, that's all they ever talk about. Now, they'll tell you they're not hung on it. They say the damn thing is there and i got to take it, you know. And uh, that's it. You're not, are you hung on it because that's always what you talk about? Uh, no, you know. Uh, the car is as much a part of our life as our shoes are, you know, especially if you're living in a place like uh, the Midwest where it was not at all unusual uh, to take a 75-mile drive each way to visit your uncle, you know, just on a qu- casual Wednesday night. You know, spaces are much, much broader than they are, say, in Brooklyn, in, uh, say, a state like Oklahoma. <laughs> so the car is important. Well, the old man, he, he had this, this, this Pontiac, and, and about, I was 16. I know exactly what I was, 16, right? Junior in high school, right? And that's a time when, when cars, uh, when the male animal is very different at that point than he has been at any point prior to that moment. For one thing, he... To put it mildly, the sexual urges have awakened. Now, they are not necessarily totally directed, but man, they are awake. And, uh, whoo, boy. And, uh, yes, uh, the average walking around male is literally a cake of yeast with feet. He is uh, such uh, such dynamism. <laughs> I mean, it is, you know. And so... I, there was this girl, and and I I uh, she she this is summertime, you know, it's kind of groovy, and uh, and that's the worst time uh, when you're 16, and uh, and uh, all the glands are working a full blast and everything, and and uh, you know your 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 mind even sweats, and so it is a beautiful spring day. Oh God, fantastic day, 
and the, the the beginning tulips were out and all and, and I'm seeing this chick see. Her name, uh, well, it's immaterial. Let's put it this way, her name. Well, I'll tell you what. Her name is Jane Hutchinson. If you go back and look over the girls, you know that uh, there are hundreds of them. And you only know them maybe two or three weeks sometimes, sometimes only one or two dates. And you can't even remember their names later, all those girls. But I remember Jane Hutchinson. Uh, She looked like, I'll tell you what she looked like. She looked like a vest pocket Susan Hayward. She had that look. You know, that kind of look, that kind of oval face, that kind of a snappy, uh, real digging wit. You can't imagine anybody topping Susan Hayward, can you? I mean, saying, that, you know, uh, she, she, she was, you know, she, she was sharp. So I got a thing on this chick because I had this job for a while in the springtime. And I was working for a carpenter on the weekends. And they, he had me out there and we were, they were putting up fences. Me and this other two kids were working with us and we were pounding these fence posts and stuff and uh, working around, and we were fixing the fences on this girl's house. Now, I had never seen this girl. She went to another school. See, she was a, went to a Catholic school, as a matter of fact. And so, uh, you know, I, she went, didn't go to school with me, but wow, fantastic chick. She'd come out on the porch thing, you know, and, and uh, there I am. I'm, I'm fixing the, uh, the fence, and it kind of is humiliating. You're out there, you know, banging away on the fence, and these guys that come riding up on their motorcycles and stuff, picking her up all the time. So... After a couple of weeks of this, we're working around this house and building a garage and stuff. I started to get to talking to her. And she kind of had her eye out, and so did I. And one thing led to the next. And I said, uh, listen, uh, how would you like to, uh, to go into uh, Chicago over the weekend? You know, like Saturday night, and we'll go to the, go to the show. How, how about going to the Oriental Theater, right? Well, the Oriental Theater, you know, th- that was a big thing, to take a, to take a girl into the Oriental Theaters. It's a... Big deal. See, it's like, uh, like, uh, well, the equivalent of uh, uh, taking a girl uh, here in New York. You say, how about uh, let's going to see, uh, uh, let's go to see uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, huh? You want to go in with me? We'll see this big thing because the Oriental Theater, first of all, charged a, a big high tariff to get in, and it, it necessitated a trip. Well, of course, that then involved getting something to eat. It wasn't just saying, oh, let's go to the neighbor theater. It involved, you know, going the whole thing. See, so, so uh, she says. Uh, Oh, I didn't know you have a car. <laughs> and I said, "Well, I, I don't bring it to work. I <laughs> I uh, don't bring it to work here. I, you know, I drive out there with uh, Mr. Anderson. He brings uh, all of us to work in his truck. I don't bring it to work." <laughs> she says, "What kind of a car is it?" I said, "Well, it's a four-door Olds eight. <laughs> she said, "Olds with four? Wow, you know." I said, uh, yeah, you know, I, I keep it pretty good. I, I said, yeah. And I said, how'd you like to go to the Oriental Theater Saturday? And she said, okay. Now her eyes are a little bigger, see, because uh, cars tend to uh, tend to be a kind of a wedge, right? You, you, you've noticed this. It's uh, much better than say, well, let's take the subway. You know, well, no, no. So uh, it's your car. So immediately I go home that night and I'm sitting around the kitchen table and the old man is sitting over there reading the sport page and I had to break it to him gently and because you know his car this is this is his thing uh, he was like uh, you know it's like Gary Cooper and his horse uh, he didn't like to lend it out to anybody that came around there no way see so the car was a very important thing and he was he loved his Olds and it was jet black in case you're curious it was a jet black Olds and he kept that thing 
Oh, I'm telling you, you could walk right up to that car and you could read the labels on your shoelaces reflected from the doors. He, you know, so sitting there, the old man is unsuspecting, hunched over the sport page. My mother's uh, fixing the supper and I'm trying to figure out, how the hell am I going to get a Saturday night? So, uh, casually, I said, uh, say, uh, uh, <laughs> um, I was backing away at that point. Because the old man looked kind of bugged. See, he had just read a news note that said that the Chicago White Sox, at great expense, had signed another one of their star pitchers who had won four games last year. I said, hey, Dad, uh, listen, uh, how about this Saturday? You know, uh, Mr. Anderson is not working Saturday. He's taking the day off. And uh, how about me p- simonizing the car, huh? He looked up. He said, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because this was a, an incredible offer. I mean, if you've ever tried to simonize a car yourself, you know that's not a casual thing you say. That is not one of these squirt on uh, seven-second polishes. I mean, a simonized job is a job, I mean a J-O-B. And, uh, you know, <laughs> when you say Simon, as you mean Simon, he says, uh, he says, okay, he said, uh, fine. He said, uh, I won't be using the car during the day. Gulp. <laughs> yeah, gulp <laughs> during the day. So I said, uh, yeah, okay, Dad. Uh, uh, it may take me pretty late, you know, to do it because, uh, I, you know, I want to do two or three good coats and it uh, may be a hell of a lot of work, you know. And uh, it may take me a long time, you know. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Which reminds me, this is WOR New York. This is Mrs. Pauline Walcott. Mrs. Walcott, would you tell everybody what happened to you today here at the Acme Market? Well, when I was checking out if the shopping, I was checking out the several men come up to me and asked me if I would like to shop at another store and compare prices. They asked you to go and duplicate the duplicate order. Duplicate uh, whatever I bought, item for item, and uh, if I would do it, and I said I would. You select the store yourself. I certainly did. I wanted to compare and find out just what are the difference in prices. Okay, now we have the sales slips from the two stores. What were the results from the other store? The other store was $36.76. $36.76. And for the same items, how much here at Acme? Yakme, I spent thirty-three ninety. Okay, now you've had the chance to figure the savings. What were they? The savings were two dollars and eighty-six cents. At Acme. At the Acme. Have we convinced you now that this is the place for super you savings? Certainly, you certainly have. We want to thank you for helping us out, Mrs. Wilkett. You're welcome. I sure will shop again in Acme. Shopping for hers potato chips and snack foods is a family affair because hers has something for everyone: potato chips. Pretzels, corn chips, everybody finds a favorite. Hers potato chips taste good because they're made the natural way. There's not a single preservative in them. This is the way you'll find them in your store. Country fresh. And hers are packaged to stay that way when you get them home. Hers, good things from the country. Rose Kennedy shares with the world some very personal thoughts in her new book, Times to Remember. She writes for the first time about her retarded daughter and about Jack and Jackie's romance. You can read it all in the March issue of Woman's Day magazine 
because only Woman's Day is serializing this extraordinary new book. What's more, the March Woman's Day has ten big pages of price-right fashions to sew, knit, crochet, or buy. Look for the yellow cover with the luscious chocolate cream dessert. Catch a live trout at the International Sports Show. Talk to famous athletes. Learn fly casting from an expert. Bid on a deluxe travel trailer at our daily auction. See trained animals. Plan your 74 family vacation on wheels in the woods on the water at the International Sports Show. Visit every manufacturer of recreational vehicles in one hour. The largest display ever under one roof. The New York International Sports Camping Vacation and Travel Show. March 9th through the 17th at the New York Coliseum. It's bigger than all outdoors. Oh, yes, of course. That's very exciting. Special discount tickets, by the way, are available to WOR listeners by mailing in a card to, uh, here's the address, Sports Show, care of WOR, New York. You'll be sent as many discount tickets as you request. And he says, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. He says, go ahead. He said, get an early start. He said, uh, he says, what do you want? Do you want the, the green Simon Eyes or do you want the yellow can? Now, see, did you know that there's two, two, uh, two consistencies of Simon Eyes? See, we, we experts in this field, uh, as uh, Jonathan uh, Winter says, we men in garbage. Uh, did you ever see that line? That's one of the great commercials when, uh, Jonathan Winter shows up in his elegant white suit, and he says, uh, Good evening, friends. We, uh, we men in garbage have a few words of advice. And of course, he's a garbage man, and he's in garbage. Well, uh, we Simonize experts tend to know that there are several grades of Simonize. Most people think Simonize is Simonize. No way. There's the green can, and there's the, there's the yellow can. And in fact, in extreme cases, there's the red Simonize. Now, you've probably only seen one, usually the yellow. Well, the green can, the green Simonize, is Simonize that is extremely hard, a mirror surface. When a guy says he's going to use green can Simonize in your car, that means he is prepared to bust his you-know-what. He's going to make a car, I want to tell you. Now, the yellow is just sort of medium, middle of the road. It's, a, you know, like middle America Simonize. Now, the red Simonize is for very, very bad cases, uh, it's if, you know, if your car has been Simonized for four years and you, you really got to get the crud off, that's, that's like a cleaner, really, see. So I, I said to the, you know, the old man, I'm trying to get in there absolutely with him, see. So I said, uh, I think I'll do, uh, use green Simonize. Oh. Green Simonize. Hmm. Well, uh, okay, fine. Uh, I'll get the Simonize. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it home tomorrow. See, this is like Wednesday, see. So I'll bring it home. I said, oh, no, no, I'll get the Simonized, Dan. What the hell? <laughs> oh, after all, you know, I, I use the car <laughs> once in a while, and uh, I figure uh, I might as well contribute a little bit to something to it, you know? <laughs> I'll get the After all, Simonized was 97 cents a can, see, so I'm going to be big. So I'll contribute to Simonized. Oh, really? Well, you, you know, you'd have suspected the old man would have suspected at this point, but, hey, you know, he just, what the hell, you don't look a gift Simonized job in the mouth, you know? So, so, uh... The next night, I go down to uh, Tripp's Hardware Store, and I look over to Simonize, and I buy myself a can of green. When you walk up to the counter and you lay the green Simonize down, it shows you're serious. You know, you're not, no dilettantes buy the green stuff. So I come up, and I lay the green Simonize down, and old Stanley looks at me, and he says, Hey, he said, the green Simonize. Better get yourself plenty of cheesecloth. I said, Oh, yeah, yeah, cheesecloth. Oh, gee, I forgot. So I go tearing back, and I buy myself two big rolls of cheesecloth and a whole bit. And that Saturday morning at the crack of dawn, 
I am out with the Simonites. And I first wash the car down, and then I chamois it. You know the chamois. Uh, you know the, the, this. Uh, you know what a chamois is, don't you? I was so surprised when I found out the chamois was a little animal that had little horns sticking out of the top of it. Uh, <laughs> you know, somehow chamois just seemed to be the name of cloth. But uh, it isn't. It's a, you know, the chamois skin. It's a skin. And where does the chamois live? Yeah. Oh, that confused you. Now, why do I, you never see the chamois on the on the animal kingdom and that, huh? Australia. It is uh, often common to confuse the chamois with the platypus, but I had to. I hate to. Uh, I hate to disillusion you. The chamois does not live in in uh, Australia, and uh, I would suggest to those of you who are interested in this arcane bit of. Uh, Knowledge, look it up. I'm not going to tell you. Look it up. It's spelled C H A M O I S. Chamois. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's chamois. So I take the chamois. My old man, by the way, had this fantastic chamois, which he was really proud of it, inordinately proud of it. Because a, a good chamois skin is, is loved by a real car owner. It's not a casual thing. He had this beautiful one. It's about four feet square, magnificent. And you drop it in the water and it absorb the water and you squeeze it. It gets real dry, and then you lay the chamois skin on the on the car after you've washed it. You know, there's all kinds of drops over. It. it just absorbs these drops, see, without making sponge marks. That's what a chamois does. See, so I'm out there shamming the car, and by about nine o'clock in the morning, after having started at six, I am ready to begin work. Now I have I have cleaned the car, and now it's ready. So I open the can of of uh, chamois, it's a, or the, the can of Simonize. And you know the smell of Simonize? That's a pleasant smell. Do you know the smell of Simonize? It's, it's a specific smell. I bet you don't, Jerry, because you didn't come from a car family. But the Simonize smell is a specific smell. I pop it open, and it looks so great because a new can of Simonize, and it's it's nice and flat on the top, and that, that pure, pristine yellow without any... Uh, dig marks into there or a paint crud or anything. It just looks great. See, so I very carefully take a little bit, you know, I scoop it out and I, I take my chamois and I wet it first. I wet the top of the... You just drip a little water off the chamois onto the top of the Simonize. These little tricks you learn, see? A little water, cold water, see, dripping on there. It does not uh, combine with the Simonize, but the Simonize is a wax. It just lays in drops. Then you take uh, your 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 cheesecloth and make a pad, right, which you dampen. And then you carefully rub that pad over that fresh can of green Simonize. You rub it down until you get a good good uh, piece of Simonize. You get that Simonize soaked through the pad. And then I have my technique of doing a car started at the left rear of the trunk, the way I did it. Everybody has his own style. I'm not going to put yours down. I had my own, see... And I would start, and I would start working in these small, these little circular, very careful pattern, working all the way up. See, and you know, I, I, and then I'd, I'd work to the top of the trunk, and then I'd work back down again. Then I'd work to the top. Now I've got one stripe, see, one strip about, oh, maybe uh, 17 inches across. You know, just making these big, oh, not even that much, about eight or nine inches, this swirl. Then I edge over, overlap those circles that you make. And after about, oh, I'd say a good, uh, 
Oh, I remember the card not been Simonized since the previous spring, so it's a year. So it needs it. And after about, uh, oh, I'd say a good uh, 45 minutes, I have now got the trunk lid covered with wax, right? And I snuff back. Oh, it's beginning to dry. You can see it's starting to get that white, you know, the chalky look. At which point, my technique then, so I don't get this confusion set up, I would walk around the front of the car, and I would do the top of the hood. Not, uh, see, isn't that an interesting technique? Shepard has his own scene, see? So I would do the top of the hood, and I start at the top, and I start rubbing this thing down. Well, after about another 40... The trunk, by the way, the top of the hood is always a little more difficult due to the heat. See, the car, when the engine heat, heats up, it tends to form uh, scale and so on in the paint on the, on the hood. That's always different, the hood. You agree? And so I'm rubbing this baby down, see? And, and by this time, the pad now is, is beginning to pick up dead paint. You know, it's got this black ground into it. It's picking up dead paint. So I carefully take another pad, and I fold it all up, and I dampen it, and then I swish it around in the Simonized can, and then I begin again. Well, after about two hours, I had the top of the hood and the trunk. Okay. Now I'm ready to, 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 to really go to work. My technique, then, is to, is to go to the side doors, and I work on the doors, each one in turn. It's now getting on to 1 o'clock. And I have been working steadily since 6 o'clock that, that morning. <laughs> I'm working away. Now, uh, at, at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, roughly uh, after lunch, uh, I uh, rushed in the house, you know, and I had a summer sausage sandwich or something, seen, came running back out, covered with Simon eyes and crud. I came out, and I finished the complete waxing of the car. Now, th that doesn't mean I've finished polishing. I've got the wax on, the first coat of wax. Now, you must reverse now your entire procedure. You go back to the trunk. You do not do this haphazardly, correct? You go to the trunk, and you take a dry piece of chamois, or rather a dry piece of, of a cheesecloth and make a big sort of a big wad of it, and you carefully polish off the dried Simon eyes. And, oh, God, what a great feeling. You see that, that finish coming up. Oh, I'm telling you, it just blinds you. And the sun is bouncing off of it. And you can see a few little streaks, and then you just keep cleaning that stuff off. And after about two hours, I have cleaned off every last bit of Simon eyes. Then what do I do? I'll tell you what I do. Take my can of Simon eyes, fold myself up another pad, dip it in the water, and go to the lower left-hand corner of the trunk and begin the entire procedure over. You see what I'm doing, and I'm giving this car a Simonized job. I am not just polishing it. I'm doing it. Well, the second one is the one that counts. And I just go to, you know, I just go over this whole baby. Now, that goes quicker, of course, because you've already removed the, uh, the scale and you've removed the, the dead paint from the top. And I go over this thing quickly, and uh, so I, I get, get the whole thing's waxed again. It's getting down around 3 o'clock, 3.30. And now it's drying, and I polish it again. At which point now you take the chrome. And I polish the chrome about four times, including the grill. Then I go into the house, and I get my mother's vacuum cleaner. And I vacuum the inside of that car. You know, I run the cord out the basement window, and I'm vacuuming the car. 
and uh, cleaning that baby up with a brush and the whole thing. And when I was through, it was about 5 o'clock, I just want to tell you that there was, coming off the showroom floor, that car couldn't have looked this good. Because it was just glowing out there. You could, you, could, you could warm your hands just from the reflected sunlight from that car. It was fantastic. Well, I go in. The car is sitting in the backyard. In the meantime, the old man arrives home, comes up the front door. You know, he comes up. He's, he's, he's riding with his friend Broner. They've been out someplace doing something. So he comes up the front. And I said, Dad, uh, take a look at the car. <laughs> And he walks out to the kitchen, looks out the back door, and he says, My God, that's a beautiful job. Now, that's what I call a Simonized job. That's beautiful. Well, thanks, Dad. Glad you like it. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Look at that. Oh, there's not a streak on it. And he goes out, and, and there's a trick that old Simonized fans have of looking at the car with an angle. You know, if you, if you get at an angle... With the sun coming down, you can tell whether there are streaks on it. And he scrunches down. He says, that's beautiful. Not a streak. I said, yeah, two coats all the way. If it wasn't getting dark, I'd have put a third one on there. He said, well, that's a beautiful job. We go into the house and sit there at the kitchen table. My mother's getting supper ready. Now I'm about to spring it on him. I said, oh, Dad, uh... <laughs> uh are you using the car tonight, Dad? Huh? He said, well, yeah, your mother and I were going to go over to Ernie and Bernice's house tonight. Uh, weren't we going over to Bernice's house tonight? My mother's hanging over the sink. She says, yes, I think we were. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the whole damn day. I'm blown right out. You know, blew the gap. And... and the old man says, why? What do you want to do? Well, Dad, I... I, I just wanted to take the car out tonight. I, I should have asked you last week, but... He says, you got a girl? Is that what it is? Says, well, yeah, 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 actually, uh, yeah. He said, Who? I said, name's Jane Hutchinson. I said, oh, Jane Hutchinson. I said, isn't, that, isn't there father to savings and loan? Isn't there some Hutchinson runs a savings and loan? By the way, the old man was always needing a savings and loan. Any time he could get in good with a savings and loan, it was finding kind of groovy, you know. He was always buying another used car and he needed a loan, you know. I said, yeah, yeah. He's down at the, she's, her father's down at the savings and loan. That's right. So, Jane Hutchinson, huh? Hmm. Where are you going? Where were you going to go? I said, well, we were going to drive into Chicago and see, you know, go to a movie at the at the Oriental, and I thought maybe I'd take her to the, uh, you know, I'd take her to the Red Rooster or something on the way in, you know, and, and uh, so the old man looks at my mother, you know, this is one of those great moments. He looks at me and he says, hey, listen, he says, why don't you call, why don't you call Bernice and say to hell with it? You know, I'm so tired of going over there. All we do is sit around and, uh, you know, Talk about work and stuff. Why don't you go out? We just. My mother says, fine. So he says, you got the car. Great. Fantastic. I mean, I got the car. And so he goes out and he says, uh, 
and takes a look at the car again. He says, God, you did a great job on that car. He says, such a terrific. Now, be careful of it, will you? You know how those Illinois drivers are. By the way, we live in Indiana. Everybody believes firmly that the guys from the state next to them are the absolute nuttiest drivers in the world. All Jersey drivers believe that New York drivers should be locked up immediately when they get over to Jersey. And I might add, every every cab driver in New York, anytime he's cut off, says, Oh, look at that Jersey nut! They ought to keep that Jersey guy! You know those country nuts over there from Newark? Well, so this is a great... All across the country, it is this way. Everywhere you go. But uh, believe me, that, the, that it is firmly believed in, in Maine, for example, that the absolute most dangerous drivers in the world are from Massachusetts. I have heard them. And in Massachusetts, there have even been suggestions in the legislature to bar Vermont drivers from Massachusetts due to the high accident rate when those nuts get over here. So uh, this is, a, this, <laughs> this is a, a firm belief. So the old man says to me, he says, now watch out for those Illinois drivers. I mean, you know what kind of nuts they are. Well, of course, every Illinois driver figured that any Indiana driver, so I'd better give him a 500-foot radius to get away because he didn't even know how to drive the car, you know? He wanted to go right over the curb. So I said, yeah, Dad. You know, I thought such fantastic relief. So I, you know, I get dressed up, man. I've been going out on this big date, and I get all dressed. And uh, I boy, she'd be gonna, she's really going to... So I, I, I go out in the car, and I sit there, and I'm all dressed up, turn the key on, it purrs, oh, man just beautiful and I had in my pocket I had a couple of bucks in my wallet you know, and I might buy pay for the week which I got that Friday and I turned out the driveway and drive down my mother's looking out the window and I drive down the street you know that great feeling you run out of the dates and it's Saturday night and I'm really going so I drive down to in front of the Hutchinson's house they had kind of a nice house with green shingles all over it and, and it had the flowers out in front and stuff and I drive up to the front and the uh, Park the olds right smack under the street light where everybody can see it. I get out, up the steps I go, and I ring the bell. And Jane Hutchinson instantly appears and says, I didn't think you were going to come. That's what he means. She says, well, you never called her. And I just uh, didn't think you were going to come. Boy, is that your car out there? And I said, yep. <laughs> oh, boy, shining under the street light. She says, okay, let's go. I'll be right with you. So she runs in, gets her coat, and the whole scene comes out. And we jump into the old, and it was one of those fantastic swimming nights. You know the kind of nights that absolutely everything goes great. We go to the Red Rooster, and I was never at my, I was never at, uh, never more suave. I was absolutely at my suavest. You know, some nights when you feel very suave, and uh, you know that, uh, all dressed up, and I sat down there, and the waiter comes over, and I, listen, I ordered, uh, I order double cheeseburgers with a flair that they've rarely been ordered, you know, all the way. You know, bring us the double, the big Coke. Yeah, go ahead, the one with the lemon in it. And, uh, sure, what the hell, you know, only live once. So we're, we're living it up. We get back out in the car after our elegant meal at the Red Rooster and drove into Chicago, the radio plant. And she's sitting there next to me. She's scrunched right up close in the... The glass in the car was spotless, just spotless. I had cleaned that thing, and we're going along the outer drive. And you know, you get when your car is really clean, really shiny. There's a different feeling about it. It just, it just feels like it's a, it's a gleaming chariot of desire. I don't know what it does. So we're driving along. We come to the parking lot. There's a big parking lot. There's a tremendous parking lot. 
the Grant Park parking lot. And if you know Chicago, you know where that is. It's on the lake there. Big parking lot. So we, we leave the car there, and they had a little shuttle bus that you take right into town, which is only, you know, a few, actually a few blocks in. So we jump on a shuttle bus, and we go in, and uh, we go into the Oriental Theater. Tremendous, you know, this show is going on this. And we, we, we see a great movie, and I'm holding their hand, and it's getting really interesting, see. And by halfway through the movie, I begin to have suspicions that this evening is going to be, you know, beyond my wildest dreams. I mean, who knows what's going to happen tonight? Got the card, I'll see. Well, it is now about roughly 11.30, quarter to 12. The movie is out. We walk out into the into the air outside of the of the movie. As you know, that strange feeling of unreality when you walk out of a movie and all of a sudden you're back in the neon light, the people are walking around. We walk out. It is raining like hell. It is coming down. I mean, you know how a spring rain can be? It is just pouring all of it. It wasn't raining. It was a great when we came in. It's booming down. Well, the evening was going pretty good up to that point. This was the first note. I, I should have known. It was the first faint clarion call of the Greek chorus of tragedy beginning to make itself felt. And I, like a, a true boob, like Candide, I figured everything is going to work out all right in spite of it. And the rain is pouring down. So I said, come. Uh, uh, you know, I, I had, I still had about eight or nine bucks in my pocket. See, I figured, you know, yeah, I'm really going to go out tonight. So said, come on, let's take a cab down to the car. <laughs> well, if you think getting a cab in New York is rough in the rain, you ought to see it in Chicago. They do not cruise to begin with in Chicago. Do you know that? that you have to go to a cab stand in Chicago or get them by radio or some damn thing. And so here I am standing under the marquee. The rain is coming down. There's about five million people milling around looking for some way to get out of there. Rain is pouring. Nobody's got his raincoat. So I says, well, watch this. You stay right where you are, Jaden, and I will go down and get a cab. So I run into the rain. My brand-new sport coat, which I had just bought about three weeks ago uh, using my salary. I had bought this magnificent waffle weave sport coat which I was so proud of which had red lining by the way or red silk lining and I found out that waffle weave has about as much <laughs> it was like it was fantastic I never saw a coat do that within about 30 seconds I had this feeling like I was wearing a cheesecloth coat and it was just completely so and hanging down on my knees it was stretching it was stretching the coat was not shrinking it stretched the the the, the the sleeves were down around my fingertips already, you know? The water, so I'm running like hell, trying to find a cab, and I had one moment of luck that night. A cab pulls up with people in it. They get out and go into a place. Well, there's a cab. Instantly, I jump in the bank seat. And the guy says, where do you want to go? And I said, we are going to the uh, theater down the street, Then we are going to pick up a young lady, at which point we will go to the Grand Park parking lot. Oh, that's a drag. That bugs cab drivers. That kind of a ride. You know, he figured I was going to Winnetka. You know, a $5 tip. So we, <laughs> so we drive down, and there's Jane standing there. And you know, you feel like a Sir Galahad arriving in a cab. Cab door open. She steps in. She is not wet yet. Well, we drive down to the Grand Park parking lot. And we... I get right in. It's a tremendous concrete parking lot. You, know, you must understand, there's nothing like it in New York. It's a, it's a city-owned parking lot, and there must be 200 million cars in it. 
no attendance, except way at the front. There's a little guy in a little, you know, a little cage like out at the airport. That's it, man. So we drive way down to the parking lot. We get out in the rain. I said, let's go. And we run up to the car. I reach one. No keys. Where the hell are my keys? My keys! Oh, my God. And I'm hitting my... And the rain is pouring down, and she's standing there. What's the matter? What's the matter? Gee, I, I'm getting wet. Uh, why don't you open the door? I said, well, uh, just a minute. Oh, my God, my keys. Where are the keys? Where are the keys? I hit my breast pocket all around. I take out my wallet. Maybe I start... I never stick keys in my wallet. No, 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 nowhere. No keys. It didn't hit me. I left them in the car. I look in the window, and there, so close you can almost taste them. The keys are in the lock. I locked the car up. So I immediately think, maybe I left one of the doors open. I run around. No, no. This one time I locked every damn door there was. Triple lock, you know. Mostly I always forget a door. This was locked, locked. What am I going to do? The rain is pouring down. It's just pouring down like crazy. So I tried to push the windows down. Have you ever tried that? Push the windows down. They don't go down. So I, we had these little ventilator windows. I tried to push one, you know, so make it... No way, it's locked. It's got this great big chrome thing that clips in the back there. Oh, God, the rain is pouring. And she says, what are we going to do? I said, well, I'll, I'll get it open. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll get it open. Uh, I'll get it open. I keep pushing this thing. No way, the rain is coming down harder and harder. So finally, there was only one thing I could do. I said, uh, Jane, would you give me one of your shoes? She had shoes with high heels. She says, one of my shoes? What for? And by now, she's half crying. She's wet. Her dress is washed down into the sewer. Her hair is falling off. She says, what for? I says, give, give me the shoe, will you, Jane? And I grabbed the shoe. Oh, it's the first time in my life I ever did anything like that. And I'll tell you, I've never forgotten that. I took the shoe... And I walked up to the to the little vent window, the little ventilator thing, you see. Then it hit me. Now, wait a minute. Which would be the most expensive, the ventilator window or the big window? Well, using kid logic, I figured, well, the vent window is smaller, so I'll break that one. The other window is bigger. That must cost more. So I go, pow, nothing. Pow, nothing. You know, shatterproof glass is not easy to break. Pow, nothing. The rain is coming down. Pow, nothing. Pow, nothing. I break the heel off of her shoe. Now she's really bugged. I said, damn it, give me a rock. And I run around. I, I stay over that. So I walk around. But I don't care about her shoe, nothing. And she's whining. I said, will you shut up? Now cut it out. And I go over and I look around. I find this rock way there. You know, a big chunk of concrete. And I walk over. Boom! Now I got a hold of that window, and I reach in, I grab the key out, and I open the door, and I says, get in. And we drive home, and the rain is pouring into the vent window, and she's bugged, her dress is all dissolved and mad, and her hair is falling off, and one of her ears is on crooked now. We get up in front of her house, and she says, well, thank you for a very interesting evening. I says, thank you, Jane, thank you. She says, aren't you going to walk up with me? She says, no, the hell no, you can walk, you're wet already. So she gets out, <laughs> rain's coming in, up she goes. I drive home. 
Sunday morning, the old man goes out to get the card. He comes running back in. Who busted the window? Who the hell busted? I said, Dad, I did. I told him about the case. Why didn't you bust the big one? You know those little windows cost about ten times more than the big ones? Hey, you, oh, you busted the window. Yes, Dad, I busted the window. This is WOR New York and RKO radio station. Stay tuned for John Wingate. <laughs> 